Daddy folks, Rub Nox is drunk Nox is back again. I forgot Code Veronica. <laughs> it started the whole thing and I forgot Code Veronica. Anyway, so you're Claire in your tight pants with your butt uplifted. Probably because you're wearing a push-up butt bra. And uh, you get kidnapped after the Matrix-style opening uh, to a Rockfort Island. You fight a bunch of zombies. You meet Steve Burnside. Don't like him. He's the worst character you could ever create. Not only does he have an obnoxiously stereotypical Canadian accent, I'm sorry, he's also obnoxiously Canadian. No, not really. He's just obnoxious. And not in a good way. Obnoxious, you can be warm and endearing. There's also Steve, who's... Well, I get it. He's a 14-year-old boy. And that's the problem with these games is... I didn't know Steve was 14 until I read the manual. I had to ask Landon. I was like, Landon, why is this guy so annoying? And Landon's like, because he's 14. I was like, really? He's like, you didn't read the manual? I was like, yeah. Six months ago, when I first played the game, I forgot. Steve's 14. Of course he's annoying. 14-year-olds are annoying. They're 14. It's not their fault. But he's just really annoying. Because he's always like, listen, Claire. First of all, my name's Claire, not Claire. I don't know where you got that from. Second of all, I'm a 25-year-old woman. You're 14. How about I help you, you help me? There's no need to go be Bist or Big Man with the golden lugas. You, 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 how about I help you out? We work together. No, sorry. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's why you're stuck in the middle of fucking nowhere. On an island. You're like Napoleon. Stuck on an island where there's nowhere to go. And then you get off this crazy island that's filled with zombies and surrounded by water. And then you get to Antarctica. And that's where the fun begins. And then Steve gets turned into a horrible zombie. And I feel sorry for him, that poor kid. As annoying as he is, you know, you still have a, you know, well, for Claire, maternal instinct, because she helps Sherry. So what I like about Claire's story is she's kind of like the mom to Sherry when her own mother is a cold-hearted scientist. Whose husband is rampaging around the city impregnating people, including his own daughter. And not in that way. He goes down the throat. It's different. It's a, it's a different kind of love. But Sherry was the good part. <clears throat> Poor little girl. Problem is, she's young enough to where you can physically see. That ain't a woman. That's a girl. She's uh, barely nine or ten. Her mother has abandoned her. Her father is rampaging around the city killing people. And she's all alone. And it's one of the few times where I've ever really cared for a character like that in a game where it's like, <clears throat> poor girl. 
her mom is too busy trying to clean up her husband's mess and her dad is well rampaging around the city killing people as a monster that poor girl she grows up all right actually she does in five you actually get to see it or is it six i can't remember it was six and then she gets shafted by being paired with wesker's son who was made to test tube because we need to have wesker because we killed him in the fifth game anyway i forgot about code veronica again code veronica again code veronica again Anyway, there are some moths in a hallway, then there's some ice, then it's really cold. And then you fight Alexia and find out that um, Alfred was cross-dressing as his sister because he misses her. I miss my sister too, but I've never dressed up as my sister because I miss her. Anyway, if you've seen the video in the game where they pull apart a dragonfly and then look at each other with that creepy sort of West Virginia look, like, and then that kind of weird, kind of creepy child sounding, uh, you remember those boxes you wound up and it, it, ding, 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 and then they look at each other's eyes like they're about to kiss, and you're like, and they're both blonde, hired, blue-eyed, that's Code Veronica. Howdy, folks. Rob Noxious, Drunk Noxious, back again. Today I'm going to do something lighthearted, just because why not. Today I'm going to, a couple of these episodes are just going to be about my history with my favorite games. Kind of what was going on in my life when I found them. So, Resident Evil. I'm going to do it first. Um, My mom has a younger sister, the middle sister, and she has a one son. And he's, you know, he and I are kind of nerdy. So we got along. Like, there are things that I could talk to him. You know, I'm maybe 12 years older than him. No, he's in his early 20s. He's 22. So I'm about 12 years older than him. Maybe a little bit less. But we could talk about games. Like, he could be six years old and I was 16 and we could have that conversation. You know what I mean? And one summer, my mom was like, you know, Rob, why don't you go visit your aunt and uncle and and go hang out with your cousin? I was like, sure, why not? I mean, I'd never been on the real East Coast other than, you know, in Savannah. And that was at Christmas time. We weren't going to the beach. No, it was New Year's because, no, it was for the, we went down for, uh, for the Falcons game, I think. When the Falcons were at the Super Bowl. No, we went down for New Year's because that was our neighbors and they were throwing a big New Year's party at their home in Savannah. You see how memory doesn't work very well. But I was about 14. So he would have been about... Well, how much younger than me is he? Oh, God, this is turning into a George Carlin skit. Come to think of it, he was maybe 5, maybe 12. Anyway, there was a disparity in our ages. He was maybe probably eight, and I was 14, so maybe he's five years younger than me. But I wrote, no, he's eight years younger. How old am I? Anyway, uh, we get there, and right as we're driving in, 
my uncle, he, he, he goes in to, you know, buy us, but my aunt goes in to buy a bunch of drinks while my uncle takes care of, you know, the gasoline, and then he does a wiping down the car, and then he's doing the tires, and my aunt comes out with a very worried look, and, and my uncle is kind of like, out with it, what's going on? And <clears throat> she looks at him and says, the hurricane turned, it turned west. It's not going out to the ocean like we thought. It's coming inland, and it's going to hit. And I'm not kidding you. It hit about 50 miles north of us. So he's kicking, you know, kicking the tires, you know, not because they needed air, but because he needed to take out his frustration because he just asked off for work for a whole week, and most of that week was probably going to be sitting out in a thunderstorm. So we get there, and then the first day's great. The second day's, it's starting to get very windy and kind of overcast. By the third day, the rain is starting to roll in, and we only get maybe a half day at the beach. So as we're coming in from the beach, my aunt realizes that we're going to be hunkered down. And, you know, this is, you know, before modern anything. If you wanted a movie, you had to go out to the movie store. DVDs were relatively new. Um, this was PlayStation 2 era. So she says, let's go up to the, you know, the, the uh, Hollywood video. There's a name I haven't heard in forever. We'll go up to the Hollywood video, pick up, my brought my PlayStation. So we'll pick up a bunch of video games for you two to enjoy. We'll pick up a bunch of movies, and hopefully this thing will steer right. Because as it hits land, if it hits the East Coast, for some reason, as it hits land, it likes to turn again and go back out to sea. I don't know why. I'm not a meteorologist. That's, ended up, that's what it ended up not doing. It decided it was coming in. <clears throat> so we, we get into the house, and we get back. I, and I pick up this game because it looks... I'd heard of the series, but I'd never played it. Um, and I picked up this one game that had a very cute girl on the cover. It was Claire. It was Resident Evil Code Veronica X for the PlayStation 2. And I pick it up, and my aunt's like, it's rated M for Mature. You're sure mom's okay with that? And I'm like, you can call her after we get the game. And so we get back, and we call my mom, and I tell her, look, Mom, I'm shooting at zombies. It's what this game is. And she says, so you're not shooting at living people? And I'm like, no, they're zombies. They're, they're undead. They're trying to harm you. And she's like, okay, I'm fine with it. Just don't get any ideas. You know what I mean? You know, this is, you know, my mom, I was raised in the 90s. So this idea of video games being normal is not really setting in for them yet. And I'm 14, so I'm impressionable. But I said it's like some of the zombie movies I've been watching recently. So she was like, well, okay, fine, whatever. It's too late now anyway. Good choice on her part because if power, power would go out in a day or two. But that first two days, we played Ben's game, my cousin. And he, uh, he, he I guess, we got bored of the, the, the multiplayer game. And he was like, well, let's see Resident Evil. So we sit down at like 8 at night. We eat some dinner, and I, we grab some soda pop and some salsa and chips. And we just sit, because that's my thing. I like to eat salsa and chips and drink Sprite or Coca-Cola <clears throat> while I play. And so we booted it up, and I said, you do know this is a single-player game. He's like, yeah, but you know, Mom says it's okay if I see this kind of game if I'm with you. Because you'll, you know, it's, I don't have to play it. You know what I mean? I'm just watching. And here's some, you know, eight-year-old kid who gets to, you know, who gets to actually see mature content. 
and there's no sex in the game because I, I read off the back it said M for mature and she'd learned that they tell you that it's suggestive themes means that there may be a sex joke but it didn't say alcohol reference it didn't say it just said suggestive themes violence uh, but it didn't say sex so she's like it's fine as long as there's no sex I'm fine with you shooting at things but no sex so we get through a good portion of it and I'm loving it. I mean, the, the controls are a little bit weird at first, but they kind of clicked. They made sense because I'm like, well, he, and my cousin was like, well, why are the tank controls, you know, why couldn't they make them run a little bit better? Because, you know, he'd been playing Spyro and, and, and Gex and all these 3D games from the PlayStation 1 era where the character can move fluidly. But here's a game, you know, which I didn't know was the fifth in the series until we looked it up. We went on his home computer and found out it's basically the fifth game in the series. Because there was Resident Evil 1, then there was 2, then there was 3. And then there was a couple other mainline series games that were kind of small. Uh, Fry. Uh, but anyway, we get to it. And we play through it, and I, we're loving it. The character Claire is, of course... I'm not a huge Claire fan, but she's a good character. I'm more of a Leon person. And then, uh, of course, uh, Chris shows up in the game, and it was just all around fun. And we had to return it when we get back, but when I get home, I asked Mom if I could go buy the game. You know, I had money. And she's like, okay, fine. Because my aunt had sat in with us, and my uncle even came in and sat down, and we all just, I played it for them. And he's asking about the story, and my uncle's not exactly a big movie person or a TV show person. I mean, he'll watch them, but he... He kind of was interested. He's like, this is kind of interesting. You're locked up on a prison island in the middle of nowhere ocean fighting off zombies. And, and you know, the game it doesn't really let you have it easy. And it was just something to do, you know, while we're waiting for the power to go out. And my aunt said it didn't seem too violent. It seemed more like you were just shooting for survival you weren't shooting to you know it wasn't like a killing game where you just go through and kill people for random reasons or for no reason at all you're shooting zombies because you don't have a choice and she's like it's even interesting because they don't give you a whole lot of ammo so you have to choose whether or not you're gonna shoot the zombie and my mom's like okay so it's a mind type game where you have to you know whatever <clears throat> i'd been playing metal gear at the time so she was already sort of familiar with that that there was games where you didn't, you had a gun, but you could choose not to use it. And that sort of, I guess, in her mind, that cleared it up for her. Uh, we went out and bought it, but while we were there, I was looking at the other titles in the series, because I, I had done all my reading, and I realized that this game was far deep into the lore. There were three other games before it, really, that kind of w could help me understand the plot a little bit better. It's kind of like coming in and watching, you know, uh, Marvel's Endgame without having seen, you know, Avengers 1. And so I'm walking around and I see that for the GameCube, there's another one called Resident Evil. And then there's another one called Zero. So I look them up because I could only rent one game at a time. And I look them up. This other Resident Evil for the GameCube was a remake and Zero was a whole new series. So I thought, I'll get Zero and remake. I'll buy them. They, there were uh, used copies on sale. So I, I bought them both for 15 bucks a piece. I had 30 bucks because I'd been doing chores around the house. Because around the time, there was uh, 
there was a, I wouldn't say a bad health issue. It was just there was something that, you know, both parents were having problems uh, with their health. Uh, my dad had thrown his back out, and my mom had major surgery. We'll just call it that where she couldn't really do anything or else the staples would come undone and so she had to uh, be on bed rest. So I was doing laundry, I was doing, you know, ironing along with dad. I was doing, you know, dishes and, and clean up and just basic housework. And then for my dad, because his back was really killing him, I was doing other things for him. Getting on the roof, blowing leaves, you know, just basic housework on the outside. Or if he wanted, that's where I learned how to grill because some nights he's like, why don't you take over? And he'd watch me from inside the house because you can see it from the den, the grill. And he'd just be like, you know, he'd critique me every time I did it. He'd be like, well, you did this too much or you did too little of this and that's why it came out raw or this is why you overcooked it. Mm. And it was just a nice growing up experience. I learned how to cook, doing basic stuff, you know, oven stuff, prep, uh, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And in the meantime, mom would give me some money as kind of like a thank you. And I would use that to buy these games where I'd stay up late and, you know, she'd turn a blind eye because I wasn't, you know, any more violent than I, or aggressive than I normally was. And that was because of the medication I was on for ADHD. It's basically crack. And I got into the series. The next one I played was Resi Zero. And I didn't beat Code Veronica immediately. Um, my friend Landon, I would go over there and I'd play him Zero. And he's like, well, this is cool. But he couldn't get into the control scheme. So I would play it for him. And we played Remake. And then I said, well, unfortunately, the second one never got a remake. So when we got, we got through Zero and then we did the remake... And he would play for a bit, and then I'd do most of the work, just because, you know, that's what we would do. We'd pick a game, and that's what we would play, and then the other person would get a chance. And we'd just go back and forth until each game was finished. And so we beat Resi Zero, and then we beat One. And then he wanted to take a crack at Two, but the problem was Resident Evil Two had not had a remake. I mean, this was, you know, Resident Evil Four was on the way. And so it had been announced. And so we get through two. He plays through most of uh, Leon's story. I played through Claire's. Or vice versa. I can't remember which one. Either way, we played through two. And then I beat three because it was such a short game, there was no reason to switch off. And then four came out, and he got a copy of four. And I got a copy, and we were both trying to race to see who could beat it first. I ended up beating it first. He was a better student than I was. When I was supposed to be doing homework and studying, I was reading the game manual. I beat four. And I don't have much memories of three, mainly because three is my least played in the series. I'm not a huge Jill fan either. I'm just... Uh, Jill is a great character, but I can't... The problem is she gets so little screen time. Other than Remake... She gets very little screen time. There's three, which is a very short adventure, and then you don't see her again until five, <clears throat> and then she's not a major character. She's a side plot character that ha that happens late in the game, and then she's nowhere to be found in six, and then seven and eight have completely abandoned most of the original cast other than Chris Redfield, who for some reason just keeps coming back for more. <clears throat> 
before was a success. It was a great game. Then there was five. And I remember five came out much later. Four came out when I was in high school. Five came out in my sophomore year of college. Or it was late in early junior year. And it had had development issues. And you can tell because the game just, it has, it's the victim of its own success. Four was so wildly successful, it spawned a whole new type of gaming. The third person over the shoulder. And then everyone else, while they were making five, was innovating on that idea. And then five came around and just copied all that. Rather than invent newer methods, it was just copying everyone else to stay relevant. And so the game suffers uh, severely for it. <clears throat> and then also it was trying to get into the online gaming co-op thing, which to, it works kind of well. But you have a sidekick, and the AI is, the AI is not particularly in, uh, intelligent. And then I didn't hear anything else. Five kind of just, it, it kind of blew in. It was fun for a little bit, and then I quit playing. That was 2009, I think. 2010. Mm-hmm. When did Resident Evil 5 come out? Here's what I found. Yeah, it came out in 2009. We wouldn't see Resident Evil 6 until 2016. No, 2012. I think. When did Resident Evil 6 come out? Here's what I found. Yeah, 2012. So there was a good long three years where I, everyone else graduated college. I struggled. I was a long-term college kid, but that's not what this podcast is about. And 6 was just kind of... I never actually, still to this day, have never actually fully beaten the game. I went back several years later and beat through Chris's portion, and then I finally beat Sherry's. And I did Ada's, but <clears throat> I never really did beat six. There's still parts of Sherry's I haven't finished just because the game is just, it's a long slog. And there's no real feeling of reward for beating anything. You're just getting your butt kicked for a little while, and then you move on so they can advance the plot. And then I Resident Evil died. And it wouldn't be until five years later where we even heard rumors, rumors, of a new title, Seven. And when I read that it was in first person and that it didn't have any of the story, I actually never played it until recently when I I got it as part of a deal where I got it and eight for about one quarter the cost with all the DLC. And so I actually still to this day, I've gotten through Seven a lot, although I had to cheat. I had to do a gaming wizard thing where I added in the infinite ammo coin because I tried to play that game the old-fashioned way and even on easy I could not get through it I got to the chainsaw lady and I think her name is Mia your girlfriend or whatever and I just I just can't that that kind of stuff it just is completely foreign to me And so without the infinite ammo coin, I was not going to get to that game. And the only way to get it is by beating the game in a certain amount of time or paying for the uh, upgrade unlock. So either way, I wanted to figure out what the game was like with infinite ammo before I went and spent any more money because I'm not a first person kind of guy. I mean, I'll do like the Elder Scrolls or Fallout, but that's as far as I'm going to really go. In Borderlands, for some reason, Borderlands just works. But anyway, 
seven I have not beaten. I've seen parts of eight. And I've already spoiled the plot because I just wanted to know what happened in the end. Because I, it could be years before I get to it. And so rather than someone else spoil it for me out of context, I could just <clears throat> spoil it for myself and then I'll play through the game eventually. And then the, there's going to be a ninth one. I'm going to have to do the same thing that I did with 7 and 8. I'm going to find some way of cheating because I, I can't play these games on their normal difficulty. I'll get my butt kicked. <clears throat> and I'm mostly gaming as a time waster, not as like a, you know, as entertainment, not as something that I'm trying to get good at. I'm just enjoying it. There are just some things people are good at and reflexes and all that I'm not very good at. You throw me Risk or any sort of strategy game, give me about a couple hours and I'll get very good at it. But you throw a first-person shooter in front of me and I could play it for dec decades and I still will suck. <clears throat> my favorite in the series is my personal, my, like just my personal favorite out of all of them is two, followed by four, followed by um, zero, followed by the remake. All the others just kind of fall in the line. I wouldn't say I like one more than the other, but those are my big four. Um, as for Revelations, Revelations 2, I really want to play because Jill is in that, and I do like Jill more than I like um, Claire, but... I like Rebecca. She's a good... I like her. I mean, Jill sometimes can come off as a little brash, and that's another reason I also don't like Chris because he can be... He, he's kind of that dickish jock guy the older brother type and I never really had that in my life I was the oldest so <clears throat> I was more a Leon kind of guy and I was more of I liked Wesker that that sort of thing um, my secret favorite it will always be Code Veronica just because it's the first and it's the one that I have the most vivid memories of because I have not played it as often as the others. I've probably beaten Zero seven or eight times. It rivals Metal Gear Solid 2 um, or 3. <clears throat> uh, I've beaten Remake a couple of times just because the game even with cheats is kind of difficult and it has pacing issues. If you want I can do a criticism of each because we're only 20 minutes in. Zero has the most kind of, it has serious plot holes, but then again, it's a, it's a, it's a prequel to a game that came out much earlier than it did. And so there's the whole Rebecca goes through and fights zombies for almost 18 hours straight. And then in Resident Evil Remake, she's like, oh my God, zombies, it's scary. And you're like, really? You just fought in the... There's problems with the lore there, but that's something that'll never be fixed unless they go back and re-remake one. <clears throat> um, so we'll start with Zero, we'll go chronologically. Unless it's a game that comes out before Zero, but is later in the franchise. But there's Zero... Then there's Remake, which Remake, my biggest problem with it, it is, ha is it has a pacing and backtracking issue. And I get that. That's old-fashioned gaming. You didn't have the budget to make these giant, large worlds, so you had to fill up 
that world as best you could. So backtracking was common in older games because it would force you to go back for something that was locked off and you didn't have access to, but now you have to go back there. And that's just, you know, it's menial. And then it has also serious plot slogging where you're moving. The plot doesn't really move until the last 45 minutes of the game where everything kind of comes together. I mean, it drops hints over about a four-hour period, but in that last fifth, sixth hour, everything just kind of all at once happens when you enter the labs. Meanwhile, you're just kind of piecing it together. But Zero has <clears throat> the most variety in the game other than two because you go through so many different places and the mood is perfect. The pacing is spot on. And then the final boss battle is very difficult because you're having you're not actually trying to kill the boss you're just trying to keep it at bay while you open up the doors because when it sees sunlight it, dam it gets damaged and so you have to do that which sets up for a great ending remake remake has the you know the the, the pacing issue and you spend a lot of time by yourself and this is also a problem with two is that you spend a lot of time by yourself. And I get that, but they could have had a little more moments where you're spending time with a partner, even if they're not help, maybe they're not like an escort mission, but maybe if your partner was there for a portion of the game where you're just doing something together, like the whole portion with Richard or with Rebecca, if you're on Chris's story, it really kind of pads the game out. It kind of, you, there's, you're doing something new, and even you get to play as Rebecca for a little bit. <clears throat> and it is nice to have that. The only problem is, is that that's only one portion of the game, and it's relatively early on. It's in the kind of early middle. Once you've gotten used to the house, then you do the whole Richard subplot where you have to save Richard and then fight the big snake the first time. And the game does, you know, kind of try to lighten it up with the keys where you get a key and then now you could go into new rooms, kill the zombies, grab the loot and go. But one just has the Crimson Head issue, which the Crimson Heads can get annoying. They're not, at first they're utterly terrifying. There's this massive zombie coming at you and he's moving a lot faster. He's moving at the speed of a dog or at the speed of a human and they deal double damage unless you burn their body, but you can only carry so much kerosene to set them on fire. And with Chris, you don't get to do that because you don't have the lighter until much later. Whereas Jill starts off with the lighter. And so it's just kind of, or is it the other way around? Anyway, the whole thing is you just, you're always kind of struggling in the game. And that's fun. That's the fun. But <clears throat> with the plot being kind of slow and with most of the time, you're just going from room to room solving puzzles. The game kind of gets a little tedious. Two has this riveting story, and the remake. We'll get to the remake in a second. I'll add an addendum for that. But two just has this amazing story. You have two great characters, Claire and Chris, uh, Claire and uh, Leon. I prefer Leon, but Claire Claire's story is interesting. I started off with Claire's story because I'm like I'm gonna enjoy Leon's more, so I'll play as Claire first, and that's actually not why it happened. It was because Rob didn't understand the two discs. He thought there was disc one and disc two, so he just grabbed the one with the girl on the front because that's how I associated Code Veronica with two. I thought the story starts off with Claire, and then you pick up with Leon later. And so I didn't know that. 
So I put Claire's disc in, and it just said, do you want to play as uh, you play? And he's like, okay, I'll play. But it starts off with Claire, and I'm like, okay, when does Leon come in? And Leon shows up as a side character, and you're like, okay, I guess we link up with him later. And then you beat the final boss, and you're like, well, where's Leon? And it says, would you like to play Leon uh, Part B? <clears throat> and I was like, what's Leon Part B? I look over at Len, and I was like, what's Leon Part B? And I was like, I don't know. Why don't we look it up? So I brought up my laptop, and we looked it up. And how the game is structured is there are two discs. One has the Leon playthrough, and one has Claire's. So when you play Claire A, you then need to switch to disc Leon so that you can play Leon B. Because then Leon does everything that Claire didn't do. And they're, so that everything Claire does in her main scenario, A, Leon does all the remaining things that you don't get to do in the same areas, but it's a lot shorter. And then there's the Mr. X character. Who's kind of like the idea for Nemesis came from him. He's kind of like a guy who shows up at certain portions of the B scenario for Claire and Leon. And he stalks you. And once you get to a certain point, it, it closes him out and he gets, you know, rubble dropped on him or he falls off and you lose track of him or blah, blah, blah. It's not like the remake where he just hunts you like Nemesis did. <clears throat> and then um, I, we played through as Leon A and then did Claire B. And according to Capcom, the official... Uh, the official canon is Claire A, Leon B. I disagree. I think it should be Leon A, Claire B, but then again, I'm a Leon person. As for the remake, they took out my favorite area of the game, which is the rail yard, where you go to the train and you go down with the train. And they do sort of do this in, 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 the, in the remake, but only with Claire. And you don't actually get to see the rail yard. You just go down the shaft and shoot at 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 tyrant at um what's his name birkin in his mutated form in his dog form and that's it and then they also removed a lot of my favorite part of the game which is ada ada's my favorite character in all of resident evil and they took out a lot of her real scenario where she's in the marshalling yard i think is the term for it the marshalling yard where there's the train and there's the, you know, it's kind of like, if, if you don't know what a marshalling yard is, my grandpa ran trains. I actually knew what a marshalling yard was because I asked him when I was a kid. I was like, you know, I watched Thomas the Tank Engine. And I was like, well, what is that called where all the engines sleep in their little uh, garages? And he said, that's called a marshalling yard. And I was like, why do you call it the marshalling yard? And he's like, I don't know. There's a guy who's a marshal, I guess, and his job is to get all the trains out at the right time. I don't know what it's called. I don't know why it's called that. That's just where you keep all the trains, the marshalling yard. And I just love trains. My grandfather was a train driver for years. He was the engineer, as they call it. And before that, he was the fireman. He was the one shoveling wood and later coal into the, into the furnace so that they could boil the water and make steam and then get the engine going. And trains fascinate me. Still to this day, I love trains. And I kind of wish they'd brought back Ada's original voice actress. And they had actually tried. The problem was is that the woman who voiced her in English had passed away at a young age. 
And so when they went back to do the remake, they just recast the whole cast. Because it had been so long since the original that a lot of the character actors had either retired, passed away, or they were just too old. Like, it's hard, you know, the original actor for Leon was in his early 20s when they made the game. By the time the remake came out, that guy was in his 40s. And so they needed someone with a younger sounding voice. <clears throat> but I always liked Ada's original voice the best. Neon. It's kind of that femme fatale voice. <clears throat> Although the, the remakes actress is phenomenal. They did a really good job casting Leon as well. Claire, they redesigned the characters and Claire did not get a redesign I really much enjoy. Because the problem is a lot of the characters in Resident Evil, they get weird redesigns every time they make a new game each of the characters gets a slight update to look sort of modern so original claire it looks like your average american 90s girl long brown hair and a ponytail she's wearing you know very low cut uh jean shorts with the rough ruffles you know where they've ripped out the strands and they've kept it there so it looks like you know fur she's wearing <clears throat> a leather vest that her brother gave her and she's riding a motorcycle like her brother does and and she's kind of like that girl who always idolized her older brother because he's so cool and she's cool too and we're just gonna be cool together sort of thing which probably tells me about claire and chris that their parents probably divorced and so they were always close because Claire has that I didn't have a man in my life sort of thing. I only had my older brother, which tells me that their mother got the kids. I've actually never looked up Chris's uh, early backstory, if that's even there. But they kind of, they remind me, you know, kids I was growing up whose parents divorced. The girls were kind of like that, a little tomboyish. Because the dad never got the kids. And so, you know, the girl wanted to have her dad around, but she couldn't. So she looked up to her older brother. And you see that a lot. I see it in my own sister. Although my parents never did divorce probably never will knock on wood <clears throat> but Claire went from that look where she's just a normal you know 90s girl to in Code Veronica she's got tight jeans her butt is sticking out you can obviously see her chest has been outlined you can tell that majority of people playing these games are 14 year old boys and I did say earlier, that's why I chose Code Veronica. <laughs> but it had zombies and guns, and, you know, I think I just played uh, Grand Theft Auto, so I was thinking guns, that's fun. You know, I like zombies, so that's fun, too. But Leon's always had a consistent look. Chris has gone from super skinny, sort of just, you know, he's the guy, you know, he was probably captain of the football team, probably quarterback, and then he went off, joined the military, came back, became a police officer. He's just that all-American guy. But then he buffed up to the point where it's almost stupidly ridiculous. He went from this, you know, pretty toned, very muscular man to he looked like a, you know, just a stupid, ugly bodybuilder where he's all like, he looks more fat than muscular. But probably couldn't find an ounce of fat on him. But he just looks chubby because of all the muscle he has. Claire got the, you know, we're trying to make her into the all-American girl, and then we got to do sexual appeal, whatever. 
<clears throat> and then you end up with, you know, characters like Ada, who, you know, starts off as femme fatale in a tight red dress to she's now in skin tights with, you know, you're just, it's like, I get it, but after a while, it kind of gets a little boring. I mean, sometimes you want the female character to not look like she's just out going out to the bar. You know what I mean? She's wearing bar clothes and fighting off zombies, and you're just kind of scratching your head. You're like you're you're coming in as an agent of uh, some you know special team. I think Ada would have done better in you know camo, full camo, or some sort of you know uh, protective gear. You know, she's coming in working for... I mean, I get it. Maybe she's trying to play up that she's the damsel in distress to get her mission done. But still, you're walking around in tight... In, uh, what do they call it? Hot pants? You know, leggings and a, and a, and a very tight-fitting... Uh, I guess you could call it a dress. I just... It didn't seem appropriate. And then here's Leon decked out to the nines in police gear. Essentially riot gear. <clears throat> I mean, at least Ashley, you can understand why she's wearing a skirt. She was kidnapped. <laughs> I mean, she didn't really have a... It's not like the kidnappers showed up. And she's like, hold on, let me put on some, you know, combat gear. <laughs> it, 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 it bothers me. It's nice to look at, but when you really sit down and think about the absurdity. Still my favorite character. Ada is badass. <clears throat> She was definitely one of those people who her parents pushed her to do far more than she far ever wanted to do. <clears throat> Which is why she's good at everything she does. Because, well, she's had so much practice. And then there's three. Resident Evil 3, my least favorite, really, of the story of the original. Um, my least favorite of all of them is six. I do not like six. And that's including Dead Aim, which was okay. I mean, at least the plot was interesting, but the gameplay, it's a light gun game. And then you're on a ship the entire time. There's no real change of scenery, except maybe once or twice for a short period. <clears throat> and the remake they screwed it up with the remake of 2 where they made Mr. X what Nemesis was because they didn't think they are going to do a remake of 3 but they did it anyway and Nemesis in the 3 remake is kind of he's a story element he only shows up for brief periods of time like Mr. X in the original 2 and he's just overpowered and I get that they, they, got, they boxed themselves in I would have liked to have Nemesis chasing you like Mr. X and then I would have scaled Mr. X back. But they just didn't know in early, as early in development as they were that 2 was it. They, they didn't probably think there was going to be a 3. But as hype was building and as they saw what everyone was developing, I guess they greenlit it and said, you know what, screw it. But then they boxed themselves in and now Nemesis is kind of neutered. He's not really scary. He's just frustratingly annoying. Whereas Mr. X will make, make you shit your pants because you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I just got to get down this hallway quietly, 
there's a liquor right there as long as I sneak past him and then you hear you hear the stomping of the boot and you're like oh not now not now and you're like am I near a room he can't go in and you're like okay good because there's four or five rooms in the police station where Mr. X won't go in <clears throat> and so you just go pop off in one of those the only problem is he stands outside for a good bit. He paces around, so you're sitting there, do-do-do, I guess I will file my taxes. I guess I should do my taxes. And that's when you pull out your 1099, and you're like, okay, I'm... Well, obviously, I'm not going to be a police officer because they're all dead, so no W-2 for me. Uh, I guess this is going to be 1099. Uh, Leon Scott Kennedy, social security number 1234567891. Let's see here. Um, any dependents? Uh, nope, I'm single. Um, current income? Well, I will guess I'll put zero because I'm not getting paid to shoot these zombies. Although I did pull 20 bucks off the guy dead on the floor because there was a working vending machine and I needed a Coke. And sorry for him, but, you know, he wasn't using it and someone's got to survive around here. That would have been a fun gaming function where you could, you know, <clears throat> you could choose to take money off the dead and then use it to buy a Coca-Cola or some sort of soft drink and it would heal you slightly. Not as much as an herb. Anyway, three, eh. I like Jill. The problem is they screwed her over because in the original she was basically just in a tube top, which goes back to my earlier... Uh, thing Jill knows that the army, uh, this, the army, the city is filled with an army of zombies, and yet she chooses a two top and a uh, a knee skirt, a tight knee skirt, and then her options for extra clothing are a leather suit from the main character of Dino Crisis, which was originally Resident Evil Three. Or, you know, a bunch of other, oh, we know who our target, target audience is. It's a bunch of 14-year-old boys, so let's give her another tight skirt. Let's give her this. And then we'll give her her original police uniform for the original game. Which is what I typically do. If, I'm, if I get the key early on, I go back and I change Jill into her police uniform because, well, that makes sense. It's a police uniform. She's a police officer. I get it, she didn't have time to change clothes leaving her apartment. Although in the original, she actually is already out of her apartment when she reaches the opening area. Which begs the question, but at least in the remake, they explain that, well, Nemesis shows up in her bedroom and tries to kill her. And, well, you don't have a lot of time to say an Emmy to Nemesis say, Hey dude, uh, just one second, I have to choose my outfit. Because I'm going out there fighting these zombies. Because I will survive you somehow. But I need to go and grab my police uniform real quick. I've got, it's got the body armor. It's got BDU. I've got, you know, my belt. My Batman belt. I'm Batman. Anyway. I digress. <clears throat> they really did Carlos well in the remake um, of 3. Because Carlos, even in the original, I remember playing this in the early 2000s. And I was like, that guy is way too Mexican. 
he's straight out of a B movie. I get it, but even in the early 2000s, it was a little too much. He's like, I'm sorry, lady. And you're like, okay. They are all the chicas like me. And I'm like, okay. Well, she's not a chica, and I've never known anyone to speak like that, even in that time period. Because we had, you know, Latin at our school, and they didn't talk like that. Then again, I was at a rich school, so that's probably why. But even when I went to public school, no one really had that. And this was, you know, I graduated 06. Not too long after the 90s. Most of the Spanish-speaking, the Latin population, they were... No one, no one talked like that. No one did. No, papi. I didn't hear any girl talk like that in high school. Not a single fucking one. And I was in Atlanta. not as bad as Steve we're not going to talk about Steve anyway so moving on to four greatest game ever played it a bunch of times bought it more times on more consoles than I want to admit I've probably blown 200 bucks buying Resi 4 alone on multiple consoles great game Uh, no pacing issues no plot holes I can think of it's all cheese it's all 90s action movie bullcrap And the Spanish speakers sound Spanish because he's from Spain. So when he says, I'm, the accent works very well with the ladies. I don't know if that's the proper way of doing that accent, but he gets away with it. Why? Because English is not his first language. It's actually Spanish because he's from Spain and his name is Luis. You don't get any more Spanish than that. Not only that, but you're in a Spanish speaking town. Las Plagas, meaning the plagues. Cogelo. Muere, muere, muere. I like that. Muere means die, 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 die. It's a command. They're basically saying, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Morir es vivir. To die is to live. What was another one? Anyway. Four was perfect. Five. Eh. Six. Diarrhea. Seven. I'm going through it. It's pretty good. Doesn't really feel like a Resident Evil, but... Scary. I haven't played eight, but it feels more like the older games. It feels more like four. From what I've seen of it, it actually feels a lot like four. It actually feels like they copied four. Anyway, four is a good game to copy. This has been my Resident Evil rant. <laughs> <laughs>